Hey, church, how's everybody doing? You good? Good to see you today. Um, I'm Daryl Holden. If I haven't met you yet, I'm really glad to be with you at church this weekend. Thanks for coming. And we're really excited about this particular weekend. It's fall. I know we've been talking, kind of backing off of that, and not let, but it is fall. Like School's back in session. The burning bush in our backyard is red. So like, we're here. It's fall. And we're at our fall series and I'm really glad that you're here with us, whether this is your first weekend at Christ Community or you've been with us for however long you've been with us. So for those of you who are newer, we do have an ask of you. Um, best thing about this church is the people. And if, if you don't let us know that you're here, we can't connect you to the best thing about this church. And so I would ask you, for those of you who are in this room, uh, there is a little QR code on one of those seats in front of you. And if you shoot that with your phone, you can, it'll take you to a connect card and you can fill it out right there at your seat, or you can go to the welcome desk that's out in the foyer and fill out a Connect card there. We'd love to know that you're here and uh, ways that we could serve you. If you're watching online, uh, we would, if you, the host will connect you to our Connect card online and uh, love it if you would let us know that you're participating with our church as well. So we're in this new series for the fall. It's six weeks. We've called it Crosswalk. And uh, you may have done a series like this before those of you who've been at Christ Community for a while. I know you've done it. I've done it at other churches. Might be brand new to you. This is a unique kind of series. So usually a series is, you know, I'm teaching on whatever for six or seven or eight weeks, and you come each week and you hear those things and you go and whatever your small group's talking about and whatever you're doing in your own personal devotions, like we're all doing our own things. So this next six weeks, this is um, what I've called them a couple different things in different places. We've called them a spiritual growth campaign. Uh, we've called them alignment series. And this is kind of both of those things. So what we're doing over these next six weeks is uh, we're offering all of us an opportunity to be on the same page spiritually for a while. And so I'm really excited that we get to do this together. And I'll talk with you a little bit more about what that means as we get to the end. But this first weekend of our series is... This is kind of the kickoff, this is the launch, and we've been building towards this, um, staff leadership, we've been building towards this for really well over a year on some of these things we've been talking about and rolling around and leading, and so if I seem like I might have a little more energy today, um, it's because I do, I'm super excited about this, uh, this weekend for us. So um, I, I get to start this weekend, I wanna show you this graphic. Um, it's, it's a picture of a cross, and I may have shown this to you once before. Our, I, I got introduced to this about five years ago. The church that we were at before we came here, it's a Christ community. Um, one of our pastors walked into the room and he drew something that was a much uglier version of this on a whiteboard. And he said, hey, this isn't new to me, but this is, a, I think, a helpful way to think about your spiritual life. What do you guys think? And those of us who are on the leadership team, we just were looking at that and I thought, that is brilliant. Like that, that captures a way, a helpful way to think about your own personal spiritual life and also to think about a church's ministry. So I just wanna kinda walk you through this and I'll tell you what's gonna, we're gonna highlight regularly is you watch where the arrows go. Right, so the, the first time I saw this drawn on a board, there were no arrows. The arrows are the, the part that to me make all the difference. So the top left side of that cross is the word gospel and the arrows come down. This is what we're gonna talk about tonight, but the truth is God is always initiating towards us in our spiritual life. God's always moving towards us. He's always moving towards us in the gospel and as we receive and respond to his initiation, 
then we have within us what's called a faith story. It's, it's simply what God is working in and out through us um, that he's initiated, and so we have this faith story, and from this faith story, God continues to build into us through his word and through our time with him in prayer, and there's some other ways that he communicates to us, but he builds into our lives through, he's always moving towards us, in the gospel, in his word, and in his prayer, and as we receive what he's initiating, then we get to respond to him. And so we respond to his work in our lives through prayer and through obedience. And that prayer and obedience works its way back into our lives, our faith story, and it goes up to God in worship and it goes out into the lives of the people who are around us. And so there are some things that belong on this cross that we're not gonna show you today. We're gonna build into it as we go through our time together that help us think a little more about what, okay, so what does worship look like? What does it look like to build into and minister to the people who are around me? But for me, this is a beautiful way of thinking about your spiritual life. We're receiving from the Lord, we're responding back to him, and that what he gives to us is flowing out of our lives to other people. And what I love about this is it keeps me from getting stuck. So some of us are really good with that private, one-on-one -on -one relationship that we have with God, and we love spending time with him, and we love listening to him, and we love praying, and we love spending time in the Bible, and that just doesn't really seem to go out because we've been given this, like your spiritual life isn't complete if it's just up and down. And some of us love pouring into the lives of the people who are around us, and so there's stuff flowing out of our lives, but there's not a lot of this. And so where you have a personal preference or where it's easier for you, a lot of times we tend to get stuck or to overemphasize that area of our spiritual life. And as I was sitting there that first day of seeing this drawn on a whiteboard and as that leadership team, we were kind of noodling this thing around. It's like, this is really helpful to me. This is helpful to me because there are a couple of places on this that I'm way more comfortable and I'm spending way more time and there's some places where I really need to be challenged and I need to have this in the front of my mind. But okay, so I'm, I'm doing this, but am I engaged in this? And so I'm really excited for us over to, to like to give to you what has been given to me and I hope it's as helpful for you as it has been for me in these last five years or so. And I've been around church since I was a little kid, Christian since I was almost 13 years old and I was late in my 40s. And just this, this beautiful thing, this way of looking at our faith has, has ministered to me deeply. So I think we're gonna have a great six weeks but beyond that, I think the fruit of this series is gonna go far beyond that for you as an individual person, for us collectively as a church, as we think about our entire spiritual life. So I wanna start, we're gonna start by talking about what God has given to us, what he's initiating with us, and we're really leaning into this idea that God is always moving towards you. He is. He's always moving towards you. He's always offering you his good gifts. He's always offering you his presence. He is always making an offer to you. He's always moving towards you. And, and some of us need to hear that where you are today, the circumstances that you're in today, some of us need to be reminded that in these circumstances, in the stuff that's going on in your life, God is moving towards you. It may not feel like it, for you in the moment, and you may wonder, what is this guy talking about? But the truth is, this, the Bible, he, over and over again, God says to us, like, he is always moving towards us because he longs to give to us his good gifts and his 
presence a deep personal relationship with him. And so he's moving towards us in this thing that we call the gospel, which is an old version of, an old way of saying good news. And so I get the privilege of really delivering to you today good news. Good news, what circumstances that you're in in your life, God is moving towards you in these circumstances. And so I wanna, I wanna give you three things that God is offering to you right now. He's, he's offering to you today at least these three things. And these are, I think, probably the ones we should highlight as we're thinking and talking through these. Well, before I do that, let me give you three verses, though, that Jesus said two of them, and then Paul said one of them, about how he's always moving towards us, all right? So the first one, Jesus says to his disciples, he says, freely you have received, freely give. Okay, so he was sending them out, 12 of them. He was sending them out. He's like, hey, you know where I'm headed, so you guys go ahead of me and kind of make way in the towns where I'm going. And he told them, as you go, I want you to heal the sick, um, cleanse lepers, raise the dead. Like he gives them this, this assignment of, I want you to go ahead and do these miracles. And then he gets to the end of that little statement to them and he says to them, hey, freely you have received, freely give. And I think it's worth noting that he didn't send them out to do anything on their own. Like he, he sent them to give away what he was already giving to them. And so, so he's, moving to, he's moving towards us and he's giving us what we need to accomplish what he's calling us to accomplish. In John chapter 15, so this is Jesus a little bit later and towards the end of his time with his disciples, he calls them all together. Now that was when he was sending them out, he calls them all together at this point and he just, he, it's the I am the vine, you are the branches conversation. But he looks at him and he says, if you remain in me and I remain in you, you'll bear much fruit. And in that last little phrase there, apart from me, you can do nothing. That's sobering. Right, apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. Now, you can do some stuff, but apart from Jesus, you, you can't really accomplish anything of, of eternal value, of eternal importance. Apart from me, you can do nothing. You gotta, you gotta stay connected to me and receive what I'm giving to you in order to be able to have anything to offer into the lives of the people who are around you. Apart from me, you can do nothing. I'm always moving towards you. I've got good things that I wanna give to you. And this last one, the Apostle Paul wrote it. And he wrote it to the ancient church of Corinth. And uh, they, were, they were proud. Like they, they thought they had something. And so what he said to them is, it's, it's kind of a hand slap for them about their thinking about themselves, but it still makes the same point. He says to them, he says, what do you have that you did not receive? And if you didn't receive it, why do you boast as though you did not? And, and so he's just kind of looking at me and saying, hey, guys, anything cool that's going on in your life personally, in your relationships, anything that's cool that's going on in this city for Jesus' sake, it's not of you. You didn't, you didn't, make, that, you didn't make that happen. What, anything that you've got, it came to you because God's always moving towards you and always giving you good gifts that you can share with the people who are around you. And so he is, he is constantly moving towards us and he is always moving towards us. The piece of this cross that I want us to take a look at this weekend is where it says gospel. 
And I want us to just to kind of look at what it is that God is offering to us, what are these good gifts that he's giving to us, and what difference that makes in our lives as we walk out of this room or walk into what's next for you after you log off. So this, this idea of the gospel in this, God's offering you three things, at a minimum three things. These, these are the three that I can highlight in our time together today. So the first thing, God is always offering us his salvation. He's always offering us his salvation. The Apostle Paul, Romans chapter one, he makes this, this, this awesome statement. I mean, look, this is just a ugh, moment. He says, um, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. And, and so he, he connects this, this gospel, this, if you wanna just strip it away, it is, it's the true statement that Jesus came and died on the cross to pay for our sins and rose again from the dead to give us life. So, so that statement, and not just the statement, but the reality behind it, that statement embraced is the power of God for salvation to the people who will receive it. So God is offering you his salvation. And to pull that out of the churchy world, I like to use the word rescue. God's offering you rescue because there is stuff that has you and there's stuff that has me I'm not strong enough to get loose from. And, and nobody in this room is strong enough to break you free from it. There's stuff that has a hold of you that is spiritual in nature and you cannot get loose apart from the work of God. And so this gospel that God is moving towards in Jesus, he's moving towards us it is the power of God for rescue for those who will receive it. He's offering you rescue. He's offering you rescue from the penalty for your sins. You know, we're all sinners. We've all, we've all insisted on our independence from God. We've all walked away from him. We've demanded our own way from him. And that puts us under the penalty of sin. The Bible tells us very clearly the penalty for our sins is death. It's a spiritual death that is represented by a physical death. It's eternal death, separation from God. And the only chance you and I have been rescued from the penalty for our sins is through Jesus. This, you, you, can't, you can't rescue yourself from that. You need somebody from the outside. And so this, this good news about Jesus is the power of God for rescue for those who will receive it. And he will rescue not only from the penalty for sin, he'll rescue from the power of sin in your life. Some of you, there's some stuff in our lives that have a hold of us that we've been trying to get free of for however long. There's... There's darkness that, that you, and it's got you, and you don't want it, and you don't, you don't wanna walk down that path, and for, for reasons you can't explain and that frustrate you, you continue to go back to that stuff. You need to be rescued from that. And, and this rescue is what God offers to you in, this, in the person and work of Jesus Christ. It is, he is, and this good news about him is the power of God for salvation to those who will believe it. And this salvation is not something you can't do it for yourself. And I can't do it for you, and you can't do it for me. Like, we can't do it for each other. This is something that has to come to us from God. And he is holding it out to you. And you should receive it. You should receive it because you and I need to be rescued, not just but once, but on a daily basis. We need this rescue that he's offering to us. So it's salvation. In the gospel, he's offering us salvation. The second thing is life and light. It's life and light. 
the beginning of John's gospel, John was one of the guys that walked around with Jesus, saw him, knew him, up close and personal. And as he's, he's helping us begin to understand who Jesus is in this, in this account that he wrote of Jesus's life, he says, in Jesus was life. And not just like he was alive, but this is a special kind of divine life. In Jesus was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And in this life that Jesus offers to you, this is not life that you have apart from him. This is, not, this is not life that you can manufacture in some way. This is life that is in Jesus. And this life that he has is, is the light. It's, it's the light for you and it's the light for me and it's a light that shines in the darkness and the darkness has not, cannot, will not overcome it. And I'm telling you, that's good news because we all have a personal darkness and you need light. We all have a personal darkness and we need light and God is moving towards us and he's saying, hey, I have light. I have light for you that will shine in the darkness of your life and that darkness in your life will not overcome it. And this is good news for us collectively because we live in a world of darkness. And, and in this world of darkness, there is a light that continues to shine and that light will shine in the darkness and the darkness of what's going on in our culture and the world around us and the horrible events. The darkness doesn't overcome that. And to people who are in darkness and who are walking in darkness and who are feeling the oppression and the weight of darkness, God is moving towards us and he's saying to you, hey, hey, I have something better for you. I have, I have for you life and light. And so he'll rescue us and he will give us life and he will give us his light. And then there's this third thing Grace to stand in. Grace to stand in. This one, it's, I don't know if you can have a favorite of these three that I'm talking about, but if you can, this one's mine. The only thing I don't like about this one is that the little phrase I wrote for you ends in a preposition. How many of you know that's a problem? All right, yeah, math people in this room. Few of us, words, not numbers. Math's hard. But this, what you have been offered is grace to stand in. In Romans chapter five, verses one and two, it says, therefore, since we've been justified through faith, and that's talking about like we've been rescued, we've been given life and light, put in different, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's through Jesus we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And I love this picture because I live in the same world you do, and it is a world of ungrace. It is a world of finger pointing. It is a world of accusation. It is a world of holding your feet to the fire. It is a world of calling you out. It is a cancel culture that we've moved into. Like we live in a world of ungrace. And we are offered, we are offered through Jesus, we are offered the opportunity to stand in, in grace. And I love that it's not it's not like, hey, here's a cup of grace for you to drink, you look thirsty, and it's not like, hey, here's a blanket of grace, you look cold, it's like, hey, here's a lake of grace. That for you people who live in a world that is just on fire with ungrace, here's a place of safety and a place of refuge for you. Here's a place for you to go and to stand. We get to stand 
in grace. And, and for people who live in a world of ungrace, again, this is amazing news, that, that God would be holding out for you and for me, that he would just, he'd be holding this out. He's moving towards us always and saying, hey, I got something better. I have more for you, I have better for you. I have, I have rescue for you, I have salvation for you. You do not have to live in bondage, you do not have to live in chains. I have life and light for you. You do not have to live in spiritual death. You do not have to live in spiritual darkness. I have grace for you. You don't have to live in condemnation. You do not have to live in criticism. I have grace in which you could live. And, and he, is, he holds this out to us. He, he makes this continual offer for you and for me. And what is required of us is that we just say yes to it. Like, I'm just gonna reach out and I'm gonna say yes to this, what's being offered to me. It's coming to me through Jesus. I'm saying yes to him. I'm saying yes to this grace that God is giving to me, this salvation, this life, this light. I'm saying, I'm saying yes to this. I want this. What a great trade, right? What a great trade. You get, you get to trade your sin and the impact that that has on your life for, for Jesus' forgiveness and you get to trade your darkness for his light and you get to trade all the condemnation, the self-condemnation, culture condemnation, you get to trade all of that for the grace that God is giving to you and you get to walk in that. We, we get to be, we're like we're handed these things and so as you receive these things, as you receive these things and what I would suggest to you is that these are things that you need every day. These are things you need every day, and I don't, I don't know, so for those of us who grew up in church, depending on the kind of church you grew up in, maybe we've been taught, some of us have been taught that you, you get these once and then you go on your way. And you do get these once. Like there's a moment when you, when you come eye to eye with Jesus and you recognize who he is and what he's offering you and you say yes to that and you just throw open your life to everything he wants to pour into it, there's that moment of yes but it, this, this yes is an ongoing yes. This receiving is an ongoing receiving. This offer from God is an ongoing offer for us. And so I, I know how I am and I know how some of you are because we've sat and talked and I know how the rest of you are because I've been around people for most of my life. We're all the same. Can I tell you, like every day I need to be rescued. Every day I need to be rescued. There's, there's not a day where I have what it takes within me where I have what it takes to, to be free from the impact of my sin. I need to be rescued every day. Every day, I need the life and the light that Jesus is holding out and offering to me. Every day, there's not a day that, that, that comes that I, have, that I have what it takes to have a light that the darkness, my personal darkness or the darkness of our culture won't overcome. I, just, I don't have that with me, I don't have that in me. Every day we need these things, grace, grace to stand in. I need grace every day. Every day I need grace. I, I live in a world of ungrace. I'm a person left to myself. I'm a person of ungrace. I can inflict that on other people if I don't have this, if I don't walk in what God is giving to me every day. And so every day we're saying yes to this gospel, good news offer that you and I don't have to figure it out. We don't have to have what it takes. We don't have to pull ourselves up into it. God is giving us what he needs. And as we're saying yes to that, what you and I then receive from him is we receive, we're calling it a faith story. As we say yes to what God has to offer us, what he is doing is he's giving to us 
a faith story, that, that yes, the gospel flows into the heart of who you are, and you have a faith story. And, and so as you think about your faith story, it's, it's something that God is giving to you. And I think it's important to acknowledge that this is, this is something that God is giving to you. Your story is something God is giving to you. And here's what's cool about that. It has to be from him because we all have things going on in our lives. You're not writing your own story. He's, culture might tell you you're writing your own story, start a new chapter, whatever, it's just not true. You're not writing your own story. And it, here's, here's how you can know that. You've all, we've all, all of us, we've got stuff going on in our lives that if I were authoring the story of my life, I would not be writing this stuff to, to live in and to have to live through. I'm obviously not the author of this story. And so there are things that are happening in my life. Some of them are consequences of stuff I've done. Some of them consequences of stuff other people have done for me. But what God is doing is in the middle of all that, he's writing a story. And it is, it's, it's his faith story as I receive from him rescue, life, light, grace. As I receive these things from him, then I have this story that he, is, that he is writing for me. God's giving me a faith story. He's giving you a faith story. So no, it's coming, it's coming to you from God. It's a gift from him. And here's the other thing to know about it. It is your story. It's your story. It's a, it's a unique story. So those of us who are followers of Jesus, when we share our stories with each other, when we talk about things, there's common themes, right? Those of you who have engaged in an exercise like that, if you're a believer in Jesus, we have common themes in our story, but they're all unique. We all walk through certain things. We all have different things to go through. We all encounter the Lord in the midst of those things in different ways. And what's cool about that is, is that you have a unique relationship with your heavenly father. You're different than the person sitting next to you and that person's different than the person sitting next to them. And God is a person and so he is personal and he engages with you in unique ways. They're unique to you. And so you have this story that God is giving to you. And like everything that God gives to you, it is for you, but it's not just for you. So he is giving you this faith story. He's giving you your faith story that is for you, but it is to be shared with the people who are around you. It's just, it's an amazing thing. You think about that, like God is giving you your faith story. Here's, a, here's another thing that's a little more practical, I think, for us in this you need what God is giving you. When you think about those things that God is holding out to us, we need what God is giving to us. These are things that are of eternal consequence. They are. They're, they're, these are things that have eternal consequence connected to them. And, and so we need what God is giving to us. And we need to be given these things. So again, if if you walk out of here and you can say, God is always moving towards me and what I need, he's giving me what I need, like you got the point of today. He is, he is always moving towards you and he is giving these things to you. You cannot manufacture them on your own. Of yourself, you can't do it. You, you don't have it in you, I don't have it in me, no human being's got it. We need God to give these things to us and if you're diagnosing kind of your spiritual condition, if you, if you have spiritual apathy, so you're thinking about your spiritual life and you just kind of don't care. 
part of that could be, a chunk of that I would guess is from, like you've been trying to, you've been trying to engage life on your own. You've been, you've been trying to, to whatever it is maybe you're trying to pour out in the lives of people around you, you've been, you've been trying to do that on your own and you just run yourself out of resources. Like you, you are spiritually out of resources because you haven't been receiving what God's offering to you. You've just been trying to go it on your own and so that, man, who wouldn't be, like it doesn't feel like faith would work if that's, you, sh- you should probably be apathetic if you've been trying to go at this on your own and you haven't, and I, and I think what we're gonna be talking about for these next six weeks, we're talking about tonight, this is a great offer for you. It's a cure to your spiritual apathy. Some of you are maybe feeling spiritual emptiness. Empty, you're in, in, it could come from you're looking to yourself or you're looking to somebody else for things that only God can give to you. So if, if you're trying to receive from yourself or you're trying to receive from somebody who's around you the stuff that only God can give to you, there's nothing being put inside of you. Because you don't, you don't have it to fill your own reservoir and the people around you don't have it to fill your reservoir. This is something that comes to you uniquely from God. And so of course, if you've been looking some, you've been, you've been looking at dry wells. And so of course you would feel spiritually empty as, as a result of that. And, and what I'm, I think this is a great, if you're feeling, if you're feeling empty, I think to receive what the Lord has to give to you is gonna be a beautiful thing. It's gonna be a beautiful thing. And some of us are just flat out exhausted. That's spiritual exhaustion. And that comes from, that comes from trying to give away something that you don't have. We don't write checks anymore, but we used to write, people, you write a hot check, right? There's no money in the bank, but I'm gonna write this check. And, and we do that in life. And sometimes we're doing it on purpose and sometimes we're just doing it because that's what it seems like. I gotta pour out here at work and I gotta pour out here at home and I gotta pour out here in the community and there's people in need over here and there's, and at the end of the day, if you're not receiving anything, at some point you just like hands and knees, I'm, I'm just done with this. And so there's this spiritual exhaustion that comes from, from trying to do it on your own. So this is, about, this is about receiving, and receiving being the starting place for anything else that happens, spiritual worth and spiritual value. So let me give you this third thing here, it's a little more practical, and then we'll do with this together. So receiving always precedes giving. Receiving always precedes giving. Spiritually speaking, receiving always precedes giving. And, and again, if you aren't receiving, you don't have anything to give. And if you're trying to give what you don't have, you're gonna find yourself empty and exhausted and it's just not gonna go anywhere. And so, so we're talking about what does it look like to receive. And so, so God's always moving towards us and this six weeks is about receiving what God wants to give to you. And so what we're gonna do here together today, what I'm gonna ask you guys to do together today is I'm asking you to engage for six weeks. This is a longer ask than, than most things. So when you walked in, those of you who are here, you were given a commitment card. So if you've got that card, would you pull it out? It looks like this. Those of you guys who are online, the online host is posting a link for that right now. And if you don't know how to get to that, then you can go straight to Christ Community's website and right on the front page, it says commitment card. So you can link to that. So this commitment card, this is, a, this is a six week deal. So for the next six weeks, 
I'm gonna ask you to engage with us, with your church, and we're gonna work at receiving what God wants to give to us so that we have something to give to each other and to the people who are around us. So on this card, you see there's a place for you to give your name and your contact information. And here's the options of what you're committing to. You can pick one, you can pick them all. But what you're willing to commit to, all right? This, this, is, a, this is a commitment card. And so um, to listen to each sermon of this series, this is sermon number one, we got five more to go. You're, you're almost 20% of the way there. Woo, way to go. Um, to read the daily devotionals, if you are, um, those of you who are here, if you're, if you're a paper person, whether you're here or online, we have paper copies, daily devotionals that each, there are five devotionals per week, and each one goes with the message that is preached the week before. So this entire week, starting tomorrow, there's five of them, and it is all about this first week and about receiving from God. And so you can pick one of these up on your way out, uh, you can come to the office during this week and we will give one to you. If you are, a, if you are a, a digital person, if you go to the front page of our website, it says daily devotional on there. You can click on that. There's a PDF copy of this thing. And so I'd offer you that daily devotional in five of the seven days of each week to spend time in that and to let that stir some of your thinking. Let those Bible verses and those thoughts and those questions for reflection and the prayer that's in there just kind of leads you into the things that we're considering together. Um, to praying regularly for our church through these six weeks. This is a big six weeks for our church. There's gonna be some massive life change that happens and some people that will engage with this and great things happen when God's people pray. And so that if you would commit to praying regularly for our church through these six weeks and then my experience with these kinds of things, when we all do stuff together, God pokes some people and says, hey, this is, this is what I have for you. And so it'll be just for you and it's probably not something we've talked about or that you're gonna read. It's just gonna be something where God's gonna be saying, hey, this is what I have for you. And just to say, like you're saying yes beforehand. We're yes people. And so you're saying yes beforehand so that whatever God pokes you with and says, hey, this is what I have for you, you're, you've already said yes. So you're in with whatever good gift that he wants to give to you or whatever good thing he wants to call you to come this series. And then the last little box there is participating with a group. So if you're in a small group, click that one that says participating with a group I'm already connected to. And if you are not in a group, this is a great time to jump into one. So I need to be placed in a group, click that little circle and then go to the back. And whatever information you wanna give us on that, that'll just help us figure out because tomorrow we have a meeting where a bunch of us are gonna get in a room, we're gonna take these cards and whatever comes in off the website and we are going to... Um, the weekend ends, we're gonna put it all together and so you're gonna hear from us on Monday about the group that you're in. And we have a signature line. Signature lines. the signature is your commitment to the Lord in this. And nothing good happens apart from commitment. And so love for you to sign that. So what we're gonna do, those of you here in this room, there's pens in the seat backs in front of you if you need a pen. Those of you who are online, you can, Go away from us for a couple minutes and fill out the information that you need to fill out. Um, here in the house, we've got some filling out commitment card music. So I'm gonna go sit down over here for about two minutes. You fill out this commitment card and then I'm gonna come back and give you discussion questions and we're gonna pray together.
Oh, enough of that. All right. Before I came to church today, um, Marie was singing a little song and got stuck in my head. That got it out of there for me, so that's, that's a win. So for those of you who lead a group or you're gonna jump into a group, uh, we've done this before as a church, so let me give you some discussion questions. And uh, we'll just, I'll finish each of these messages with this. These will be posted on the website Monday morning. So if you're leading a group or you're gonna facilitate a discussion, you'll have, you'll have the opportunity to do this. Here's questions that I would suggest that you interact with your group. Um, what's the best thing that could happen if you and we fully engage in this series? I love that question. Now, what's the best thing that could happen? And we're all, we're really good at running down the road of what's the worst thing that could happen or what, like what is the best thing that could happen if we were to fully engage in this as individual people and as a church? Second one, um, from the sermon, from the daily devotionals that you read, what did you most appreciate? What jumped off the page at you? What, what did you walk out of here hearing that you said, man, that was for me? Third one, read John 15, one through eight, and what stands out to you? That's the I am the vine passage where Jesus walks through some really important things for his followers. Um, what are you wondering about? What do you think Jesus, or why do you think Jesus is so emphatic that we can do nothing apart from him? That's a, that's a curious thing to me, that he's so emphatic that apart from him we can do nothing. Um, do you think the gospel, salvation, light, and life, grace to stand in, is something that we need once every day, something else? I shared with you what I'm thinking about that. I'm curious what you think about that and be a good conversation to have with your group. And then the last question is what commitments did you make for this six weeks and why? Just share a little bit about what you're thinking and what, what you're gonna be involved in uh, as we move forward and, and why that was. And I think that one will be a good question so that you know, in your group there's a little bit of accountability, but the second thing is a chance to kind of share with each other where you are right now. All right, so here's how we're gonna wrap all this up. I'm gonna pray. After I pray, those of you guys who are here um, in the room, if you will take this commitment card and hand it to an usher, right? just as you walk out, give it to one of our ushers, what's gonna happen with this is they're gonna end up on my desk. This is, um, well, first, if you need in a group, we need to know that you want in a group. But second, like, I'm gonna be praying for you over these next six weeks, and it's helpful to me to, to know what you're committed to, what you're committing to, and just to be able to go through these cards and ask the Lord on your behalf that he would stir these things up in you and that you would receive the things that he's wanting to give to you so if you'd hand that to an usher, I would really appreciate that and it will really help us get you into a group. And if you want one of these paper copies of the devotionals, they're by the doors as you walk out of here for you guys online, come get them this week at the church. And then the last thing is there's a, um, there's a bowl of mints at the, at the, and it just says like the, it's a commit mint. Isn't that genius? We have great staff here. These guys are amazing. So they've put that together for you. All right, so if you guys would please, those of you here in the room and you're able, if you'd please stand up. I wanna pray for us. So Father, thank you for always moving towards us. Oh, sometimes we run from you, sometimes we stand there with our arms folded and just won't take what you're offering. And Moments like this, we just throw our arms open, our hands out and say yes. So thank you for always moving towards us. Rescue us from thinking that, that, we, can, that we can live our lives, that we can have any meaningful impact apart from you. And, and help us be really good this week at 
at seeing your initiative. So I'm praying that for myself and for my friends, that we would give you some time and space that we would be able to see where you're, where you're coming towards us and what you're holding out to us so we can receive that and, and be rescued by you and have your, your light, your life, get to stand in your grace in the midst of whatever's happening in our lives. So Jesus, we love you because you first loved us and we, we love each other as a church family. We love this community that you have placed us in and we, we wanna be a blessing to the people who are around us. So we need that to come from you through us into their lives. So thank you for going with us and whatever we're walking into this week, we know that you're already ahead of us, you're with us as we walk into it and you are behind us protecting us all the way through. It's a good gift you give your children. We say yes to it. And Jesus, we pray these things in your name. Amen. All right, love you guys. Have a great week. We'll see you next weekend.